It's just such a pleasure and a privilege to be able to minister to you again. And last week we looked at the all-powerful, passionate love of God. And I trust that this week your hearts were filled with more of the love of God. And today we're going to look at powerful, passionate love through us. And so we first, I first want to take us to look at 1 John 3, verse 16. Now we know John 3, 16, which talks about the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave. And we spoke about love being giving because it's always other-centered. But 1 John 3, 16 says, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we or to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. And this takes us into the next dimension of love. John 15 verse 13 says, Greater love has no man than this, that a person lay down his life for his friends. And John 13 verse 34 says, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, as I have loved you. Now this is the standard of love set for us by Jesus. Wow, that is quite radical. And can we do this? I mean, Jesus is saying, lay down your life. He's saying, love like I did. He went to the cross. He gave up everything and he went to the cross for us. And he's saying, do it just like I did it. Incredible question. Can we do this? Absolutely yes. The Lord would never ask us to do something that he knew we could not do. And we need to be aware of that. Today, right now, on the face of the earth, the second most important thing that people need, other than the love of God, is the love of other people. To know that someone with skin on cares is so vitally important at this point in time that they are known and loved by someone. We were created by God for love, to receive and to give love, to belong. Last week, we spoke about God's love and how we can receive and live securely in this love, in His love. Today, we're going to focus on how we can be conduits, carriers, and extensions of His love to others. And so we can fulfill what Jesus asked us to do in loving others as He has loved us. Let's look at how, because that's the most important, because it's great to say it, but it's another thing to live it and to do it. So let's turn to Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. And it says, such hope never disappoints us because God's love has been shed abundantly, poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. This is the key and the clue. God's love has been poured out into us by the Holy Spirit, who God has given to us. Isn't that amazing? So, if you have given your life to the Lord, 
you have Holy Spirit living in you. If you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you have Holy Spirit pouring out of you. And so therefore, you have God's love, who is God, because God's love, if you receive God's love, you receive God. If you receive God, you receive God's love. Holy Spirit has poured it out into you. Then 1 John 4 verse 19 says, we love because he first loved us. And that is so beautiful. We think we have to conjure up this love. We have to work at it. We have to emote it. We have to feel it. We have to give it. No. Our love and ability to love is an extension of his. It is a response to what he has started. And he did it first. Ours is the response. It is an ability and a gift that we carry because of Holy Spirit, who has poured out the love of God into our hearts for ourselves firstly, but also to give us that same power of love that God himself has. Just think about that. Because it's been poured into you, you have the ability, you have the gift, you have the love to be able to love just like God loves. And that is so awesome. The love we've been given to be able to give to others is also powerful and passionate because it's God's very love. God himself is in us wanting to flow through us to others so that as we love, this same love will never fail. We spoke about that last week. But do you realize that your love never fails either? Because it's God's love in you and through you. I want us to challenge ourselves more in this area. We are so used to deciding who we're going to love, how we're going to love. And it's based on physical parameters, feelings, what will give us the best return. And those who really show us love, we show them. Sometimes we're waiting for people to love us first. And then we say, okay, because you took the first step, I will love you in return. And so we've got worldly, um, physical um, ways of looking at love and who should get our love and who should not get our love. And this is mm, an interesting thing to think about. Um, we sometimes don't focus on the people who we come into contact with or who really need us around the world even with that extraordinary love that God has poured out into us. We kind of make our vision of who's going to be loved, how this love is going to be poured out from us, and we choose who we will and we won't love. But Jesus' love was for every single person on the face of the earth. And he has people that you don't even realize need his love. He's going to bring them across your path. He's going to put them in connection with you or with somebody you know so that his love can be flowed through you out 
to them. And, you know, in this time of lockdown, it is so important that we look for ways to love others. We can love through messages. We can love through encouragement. We can love through gifts. We can love through so many different ways. Don't let lockdown lock you down because love abounds and love does not get locked down. And we need to say amen to that. And we need to think about that. And you need to say to yourself, love is not locked down in me. God's love I receive, God's love I can give. Amen. We put love on, nat- on a natural and emotional level rather than a spiritual level. But I want to say to you today, and I want us to think about this, love is actually spiritual. Not only does it come from God, if it is real love, it is God. And so real love is all about the same kind of love that God has given us. And last week, we prayed for those who'd been wounded by love. And the reason we get wounded by love is because it's not that spiritual love. It's not that godly love. It's not that unconditional love. It's something that somebody has put a physical parameter around it and said, I will love you if. I will love you when. And when I don't have the feelings anymore, I won't love you. But that's not real love. That's just an emotion. That is just something that gives you goosebumps and is transient and does not last. But true love, spiritual love, God, the God kind of love, never fails because it is not bound by the natural. It has the parameter of the spiritual, which is eternal. No beginning, no end. Therefore, if that kind of love is in you, how much more can you love? How much more can flow through you? It's not something you have to work up. It's something that is natural because it comes from the Spirit of God. It's not only possible, but it is asked of us by the Lord Himself. Because although Holy Spirit lives in us, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Father God is in heaven. And so what he's done is he's put himself in us through Holy Spirit. And he's saying, will you please be me to the world? Will you show the people around you how much I love them by allowing me to love them through you? And that's why it's possible. Let's look at 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. There it is. The Bible promises it to us. Love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. So you need to get excited about that. You know God. You're born of God. Therefore, you can love. And as you're loving, 
it shows forth the fact that you are God's and that you are his children. So it's a very exciting concept for us to explore deeper and deeper, just as we've been exploring, and I want us to continue exploring the love that God has for us. As we receive it, let's look for people to flow it out to, to give it to. It is the kind that not only loves those who can and will return the love, It loves the unlovely in the natural. Let's start with our enemies. Let's start right on that side of the spectrum with our enemies. Those who misuse us, mistreat us, hurt us, seek only their own selfish needs, say horrible things about you, gossip behind your back, undermine you, take advantage of you. Those are our enemies. So let's start with them. Because Luke 6 verse 35 says, but love your enemies. God, is this possible? Well, yes, because let's read on. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. That sounds like God. He gave to the entire world his son, not expecting anything back. But every person who gives their lives back to him, he rejoices in them. He rejoices with joy over them. He quiets them with his love. It is just such an awesome blessing for the Lord. But he didn't love us because he was trying to manipulate us back. He loved us because he loves us. Full stop. Then it goes on to say, If you do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back, then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High God because He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. So He steps out there too. He didn't just die for nice people. He didn't just die for good people. He died for everybody. He died for his enemies. He died for those who have despitefully used him right through the centuries, who've mocked him, who've belittled him, who've blasphemed him. He still died for them. That is how deep his love is. And you know what? If we're not expecting a reward for the love and the kindness that we give, then we will receive from the the Lord. God asks us to be good to them just as he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. He asks us to bless them. So let's practice this. Whenever someone is awful to you or cheats you or tries to take from you, bless them. Just get your hand up and just say, I bless you. It might take a little while for the feelings to catch up, but your choice to love is to bless them just as God blesses the wicked and the ungrateful, just as Jesus did. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And if they understood the fullness of the ramifications of what they were doing, the chances are most of them wouldn't have done it. And so it's the same with people who misuse you and who treat you badly. If they knew the fullness of the ramifications and the consequences of what they were doing to you, maybe some of them wouldn't be doing it. So it's up to us. Let's bless them. And if possible, 
Take the next step. Find a way to be good or to be kind to them. And it might be through your words. It might be through not taking action against them. It might be a number of ways. It might be actually giving something to them. God will lead you. So let's bless and let's look for a way to do good to your enemies. Because the God of love will take care of the rest. Your reward will be in his hands, not the hands of that person. And I'd rather have my reward in God's hands who know exactly what is going to bless me the most than try and get the reward out of them and try and make them be kind and make them care about me. Let me bless them. Let me receive my reward from the Lord. All right, so we've dealt with our enemies now. What about our family, our brothers and sisters in Christ? It is time to really love so that when the world looks at us, loving each other, despite what has or is happening, they will see testimony of God and his presence. Ephesians 4 verse 32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Let's be the ones who are quick to forgive. It is so needed at this point in time. We are so fragmented, so separated from each other. We haven't seen each other. We haven't had hugs. We haven't been able to really speak to each other one-on-one for so many months. It is time to be generously compassionate to others. We need to put aside our differences and love each other because we all together make up one body the body of Christ, and we need that revelation. We need every cell to be contributing love so that the whole body can be healthy. Because if the cells are not healthy and the body is not healthy, then we have to see that the body will be diseased or cancerous. And we don't want the body of Christ to be like that. But sometimes because We don't love each other and we're not generously compassionate and affectionate to our brothers and sisters. The body of Christ is diseased and it's time now to stop. It is time to allow the love of God to go forth. It's time to stop criticizing. It's time to stop pointing fingers. It's time to stop deciding what is good and what is not good about a brother or a sister, because we make up the one body, the body of Christ. We seriously need to become the givers of the love of God, because time is short. We cannot fool ourselves any longer. Time is short. And people need to see and hear and experience the Lord. And they're only going to do it through the love that they see from one Christian to the next. Because that's what God said. He said, when they see that you love one another, Jesus will be lifted high and they will know that you belong to me. And so we need to take this seriously. We need to become givers of the love of God. 
Now, 1 Peter 4, verse 7 to 11 has got beautiful examples in it as to how we do this for one another. And I want to read this. It says, but the end of all things is at hand. Even Peter talks about the love for one another in the context of the end being at hand. So obviously the Lord knew that it was going to be a challenge for us at this point in time on the face of the earth. So God is asking us, will you receive my love and will you give my love? Because the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. You can pray for others. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. Fervent love, the God kind of love, the love that never fails. For love will cover a multitude of sins. When you love someone, you're not looking for the nonsense. You're just loving, and that's what God wants us to do. He's dealt with the sin. He will sort the people out. Our job is to love. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. What gift have you been given? Minister it to others. That is the way you can love. If anyone speaks, let them speak as the oracles of God, the love, the wisdom, the power of God. If anyone ministers, let them do it as with the ability which God supplies. And, let, and so that in all things, God might be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So in this time going forward, talk to Holy Spirit. Listen to Holy Spirit. Look at how you can extend the love of God to people you have never even thought of caring about before, because that is the key and the clue. So what I want to leave us with is let us love intentionally and on purpose going forward. Let us make the difference, especially during this confusing, scary time on the earth. We are the ones who have the answer. Love Christ God. So receive his love. And give his love in the majestic, mighty, powerful, and passionate name and love of Jesus Christ. Amen.